0: and the doctor said, "Tom, stop wanking." <laughs> he was just as plain as that. He just he didn't dress it up as anything it wasn't. Don't sugarcoat your words. No or anything else. <laughs> he just <laughs> said, "You know what? This is the problem. This is how you solve it. Grow up." Exactly. And since then, I've been absolutely walking straight, straight as an arrow. Good. I'm glad to. How long ago was that? Uh, that was six fi- years ago. About 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we started. Ah, uh, jokes. So, Will, how mm. you doing? Hi. No, hello, Hi, Tommy. Good to see your face. It's good to see your like face. a smashed avocado.
1: It's nothing like a smashed avocado.
0: It's like a bald eagle made flesh. Will, I've been tossing all night. Have you? <laughs> Do you know why? You're making a salad. It's pancake day. Hey, it is Pancake Day. It's Pancake Day, listeners. You are tuned in to this audio deliciousness on Shrove Tuesday. That's correct. I hope you have been... Have you been doing American pancakes? Have you been doing a classic French crepe? I have been... I started with a savoury galette. Did you really? What did you have in your savoury galette? I had the cream of slug. What? Cream of slug with an acorn parfait. (laughs) Uh, followed by a Carpaccio of Ginster's Brunch Bar, um, slathered with a gherkin gravy. Right. Gosh. I just had jam on mine. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Uh, Tremendous stuff. So, it's Pancake there, Day, what will you be doing for Ash Wednesday? Uh, I will not be doing anything for Ash Wednesday, but I do remember I, I had a year in Ireland many moons ago, and um, on Ash Wednesday, because... I was in Dublin, and where there's lots of them Catholics in it, and what them Catholics do on Ash Wednesday is they actually go to church and have ash put on their forehead. And I told a number of people that they had something on their forehead before I realised it was there on purpose for religious oh purposes. Oh dear, <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. I know it was one of many things. There were a, you could write a, a semi-amusing sitcom about my misadventures in Ireland offending Irish people. I'd love to see that, Will. Yeah, there was the other the other one that was um that was very uh very troubling for me was um playing rugby in Ireland and uh as anyone knows who play rugby you, you have calls for the line out as to where the ball is gonna go in the front, middle or back. Right. And the idea is you have three different words and if you pick a, a word that begins with a letter from that word, it's going there. I've made that sound more complicated than it needs <laughs> to be. Anyway, they they said right. It's so front ball was, will be Cork, middle ball will be Galloway, back ball will be Dublin, right? And I said, but oh, hang on, but there's there's an O in Cork and there's an O in Galloway. And the bloke next to me just turned around and went, "Is Galloway you fucking Brit?" That's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just gonna shut up. Okay, yes, that's, that's, that's absolutely fine. I'm really sorry. <laughs> But he did, he did look like he was ready just to put his thumb in my eye at that point. <laughs> this big, big-faced, posh British bloke coming over here, ruining our line-outs. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's great. Well, mm. well done. Thanks. Thanks very much. <laughs> so, shall we get on with it, Will? I think we better. We've got, got a lot to do three minutes today. in now. We're yeah. really struggling. Yeah. So, um, without any further ado, listeners, grab your hat, slap a cat... Pick up a bat, it's time to chat. It's Shuttle Pod.
1: This is Shuttle Pod.
0: Super. And we're back in the room. It'd be nice if we played that live, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think if, if we had like a glockenspiel here. Although we couldn't play it live, because what the listeners don't know is that during that intro music, I pop out and do a quick wee. You do. And sometimes a poo. He, when you say pop out, he doesn't pop out of the room, he just pops out of his trousers. Yep. There's, there's a it, cup down here by my knees. Right yeah, Fill it, it up. <laughs> That's the challenge. I used to, to out with a girl called Phyllis Tub. Did you? What was she like? Was she nice? Angry woman, anxious. <laughs> anxious. Was she Followed angry? By anger. Was she angry because she was going out with you? Possibly. Yeah. I'm a very bad lover. <laughs> well, what have you been up to since I last saw you? Well, I've got I, I've got any number of things for an out and about section, Tommy. Have so you? Do you want to? If you want to play the hilariously bad jingle, then I'm going to tell you all about it. I am going to play it as soon as I can find it. Are you ready? Rin we're out, we sing, we shout, we're short, we're stout, we're and about. It doesn't get better week by week, oh, does it? that's bad, isn't it? I kind of go, rin we're out. Shall we get a new one for next week? Yeah, I think... We'll, the next episode, I'll, or I'll, I'll try and knock up something... A bit better than Get that. Get something a bit more funky. I, think I mean, if it's just the sound of me vomiting into a bucket, it be better <laughs> than that. <laughs> I think at the beginning of the pod, the listeners are excited. They're enthused about mm. what we're going to give them, and they need something upbeat. They need something to keep their attention, because I've been looking at the statistics, Will, oh, yeah. or as I call them, the statistics, oh, yeah. and we lose a lot of listeners around about the six-minute mark in the they podcast. Think, oh, God, is this old rubbish again. <laughs> yes. So to the eight listeners that are out there, we apologise, yeah. but we're going upbeat next time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to do something high energy. But anyway, we've uh, roared into the out and about section. Yeah. So do you want to get on with it? I do want to get on with it. We had a dog. I know you, you're you a very doggy family. You've had some delightful dogs over the years. Um, nice. We've always wanted a dog in our family, but uh, we've been in rented accommodation the last, oh, literally seven years. We haven't been in a house we owned, and so we haven't been able to have a dog... We had we borrowed a friend's dog for a weekend. Friends away f- away for a little while. We borrowed their dog for the weekend. Okay. It was delightful. What sort of dog was it? It is a working cocker spaniel. What does he do? What's his job? <laughs> he's an accountant. <laughs> he's in capable employment. Yeah, he's a quantity surveyor. <laughs> uh, no, he's a so sort of a working cocker spaniel is one that's kind of. Trained to be like a gun dog or something. I know like what that. a working dog All right, bloody hell. Um, so he's very well behaved. But he's also very curious, and there's a hole at the end of our garden fence. Right. And the last time we had people who had a dog over, it went through the garden fence three times. So we had to go round to next door and rescue it, and they weren't very happy. So I, I was given the task of blocking up the hole. It is not necessarily an easy thing to do. Right. Because... How big's the hole? Give us an idea. The hole, quite a big hole. I mean... The size of your head? Oh, much bigger. Oh, okay. Even bigger than that. That is big. That is big. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was I just thought, right, because in this house, as well as a slightly tumble-down fence, we also have a slightly tumble-down shed at the end of the garden. Okay. Which we painted blue (laughs) (laughs) in a moment of madness. You remember from the last pods. Yeah. And... um, the the shed itself it doesn't have a window in one side and do you know what that means? Uh, no, <laughs> it fills up with spiders, Tommy. Oh, okay. Absolutely filled. Oh, what with you mean? Spiders. It doesn't have any glass in the window. There is no hole glass inside. in the window hole on one side, and that just means it fills with spiders. And I mean, the thing is, I I'm always given the job of getting rid of spiders because my wife Tiffany really really hates them. Okay. I can't be in the same room as them, and I have to pretend that I'm not bothered. I'm the same them. with German people. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was that wasn't a laugh from me. We're not being xenophobic here, or well, we have been xenophobic in the past, but we're trying not to be in the future. <laughs> anyway, so I I had to go into the spider shed. Spider shed. Spider shed. What can you find in the spider shed? Do you know what I found in the spider shed? Spiders. Some spiders and an old radiator. Oh, and absolutely. That's what I used. So I hauled the old radiator out there's so many crevices on an old radiator and when i picked it up a family of spiders all poked their heads out and looked at me as if to say you what What are you doing <laughs> what the hell do you think you're playing at come on mate yeah anyway i i kind of banged the radiator and and shouted it was ah, ah like that and i'll sod this and they all left so i hauled that out and uh, and i blocked it off Anyway, that's my little story about that's, that. That's the actual story. That's the actual story. I've got it down here as Spider Shed Dog Block. <laughs> <laughs> well, the story certainly had those four elements in it. In I'm abundance, sure that, it was also a, a work of comic genius. Come Thanks, back, mate. Yeah, I've got some others here. Um, go on. So, uh, I, I like to go to the gym. Do you? As you can tell by my impressive physique, you do. You look like David Hasselhoff has been squeezed into a flip flop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. And. Uh, I was in there and uh, my gym buddy was in there. My gym buddy who's he's he's a proper like gym monkey, like he really, really does lots of weights and whenever he's in there and I'm in there, it's just the two of us especially, quite a lot of macho gym chat develops. Do you do you lock eyes whilst you're pumping iron and scream at each other it, encouraging bon mos? yeah, and there's there's quite a lot of kind of if someone makes a kind of if there's a there's a, a big weight to lift. Yeah. Then the other one will be like, Come on, buddy, and all that sort of thing. <laughs> there's a quite a quite a, a macho atmosphere in the gym. Well, I think you think it's macho, but yeah, actually, I mean, if you were to yeah. record it and play it back, it might no. sound quite the opposite. Yes, I mean but that's that's fine. We're a broad church. Um and uh on this particular day there was so much macho gym chat that uh, I got encouraged to put more weight on the bar than I should have done. Oh no. And I even said, "Yeah, we're doing big boy weights tonight," and my gym buddy went, "Yes, mate." You know what happened next? I put my back out. Oh no! Yeah, where did you put it? I right out, right out. Yeah, sounds serious. Uh, I'm okay now, but I yeah had some very some very nasty twinges. To make matters worse, uh, I was also there in my sort of backup gym clothes because my other ones hadn't been washed yet. Okay, and they were they were bought from Decathlon. Okay, Have you ever been no, to Decathlon? Yeah, I know. I like it. It's a good shop. It is a good shop, except you go in there looking for a pair of cheap trainers and you come out having bought inflatable canoe tennis <laughs> and, and an aqua lung and a horse. But it's such good value, though, isn't it? Is. It is. You just say, oh, come on then. 25 quid. You go why in, not exactly you go in thinking I don't have the means to be a wetsuit owner no but then you get to the wetsuit rack you think I can have three I can, yeah I can Brilliant. have whatever I wanted I could have yeah. a summer one a winter one and one for special occasions and one to wear on my head like a hat um, but I had bought their their very cheapest gym clothes Nice right. the first time I'd worn them and they were the same consistency as those really thin plastic <laughs> bags that you get at like corner shops <laughs> And they didn't fit very well. And I just, I looked like I'd made a costume out of bin liners.
1: <laughs> and I was,
0: I was sort of limping around with a bad back in, in my bin liner gym clothes. Did your gym, was your gym buddy there for the accident? Was he there to help? It wasn't really an accident. It, it was a twinge, which I then pretended hadn't happened. <laughs> Carried on for a bit, made it worse. Went, yep, that'll do for today. <laughs> As soon as I got out the door, I started crying. <laughs> so that's your gym buddy. Do you know his name? Uh, I do know his name. You don't have to say it, but I just wanted to know what sort of how friendly you were with this guy. Oh no, yeah, no, I I, I know his name. We. Do you know where he lives? Uh, no, I don't know where he lives. Do you know when his birthday is? No. How old is he? Younger than me. Does he have kids? No. Does he drive a car? Yes. Excellent work. That's about it. Is he afraid of bats? I don't think he's afraid of anything. No. He's too hench. (laughs) He's too tonk. Getting swole. Yeah, exactly. So that was that one. Um, That was that story. That was that story. Tick. There we go. We're coming up to halfway now. I've got a long (laughs) list of these inconsequential things that have happened to me. Get through them. The next one was uh, we had a severe Lego injury in the house. Oh, no. My son, who is a dreadful excuse for a human being... Put together eight Duplo blocks. Yes. Uh, into a cube of Duplo. Yeah. And then he threw it at my daughter's head. Oh no! And the corner of it hit her just below her hairline and split her head open. Really? Really? Now the the incision itself is literally about a millimetre wide. Yeah. However, it bled like oh my goodness me. They do. Unfortunately, head wounds bleed. She came. The blood streaming down her face it looked like she'd was in a sort of 1980s wrestling match and she'd been blading
1: <laughs> you're aware of blading yeah, and wrestling yeah, yeah absolutely
0: yeah. It Looked like the referee had slipped her a razor blade and she'd just well the, the audience wasn't looking just done a little nick below her hairline it Looked like rick flair <laughs> <laughs> blood pouring so down her face so what was your first thought when you saw this macabre image of your daughter approaching you Doused in our own blood. I thought, oh my God, we're going back to the hospital again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that uh, is
0: inconvenient for me. That's inconvenient for me. And they're just going to, sooner or later, you know, social services are going to get involved. Because between my two children, we've been to the hospital so many flipping times that they're just going to think that we can't parent. We can't, but we don't <laughs> want them to know that. Anyways, that was a Lego injury. Uh, so that's that story. Tick. That's Tick. I had a conversation in Millbrook Tesco's with uh, somebody about sausage meat. (laughs) (laughs) A a member of staff or a member of the public? Member of staff. I was sent in there on a late night sausage meat mission. Okay. Because we were having people over and my wife Tiffany decided right at the last minute that we were going to do scotch eggs. Okay. Homemade Scotch eggs, which are delicious. Delicious, yeah. Uh, so I was sent off to Millbrook Tesco's. Now, often when I'm in Millbrook Tesco's, it is absolutely dong It is full of people, left, right, and centre. And also some pretty unsavoury people. Right. Uh, I will do at some point a song, I think, about the people you see in Millbrook Tesco's. Okay. It will be about 12 minutes long. It's a it's an absolute carnival. Okay, it's, it's like a zoo. I'm imagining like a roll doll novel. Yeah, yeah, like a roll doll novel or uh, like a, a 1960s exploitation film. <laughs> um, anyway, the uh, but it was it was lovely and calm. Got all my sausage meat. I got 400 grams of sausage meat. Turn out that that turns out to be too much sausage meat. That's a lot of sausage. It, meat. Is, it really is. Only um, really half a kilo of sausage meat. And and I I went through the uh, you know the bit with the basket where you can do it yourself, nice and quick. Had my earphones in. Nice. Right listening to a hilarious podcast right. probably, probably hours. Yes. And uh, then I was conscious that someone was talking at me. <laughs> like, oh god, can't you see I've got my earphones in? That's the international signal for leave me the heck alone. <laughs> and there was, there was this lady who works at Milbrook Tesco's and I don't know she'd obviously she'd been on for been on shift for a while hadn't really had anything to do. Or eat or drink, or eat or drink, and just came up and ruthlessly talked to me about sausage meat for about fifteen minutes. Did she have any in- interesting or salient points? No, she literally her opening was, "I see you've got a lot of sausage meat." <laughs> <laughs> so I thought initially I thought maybe I was being chatted up. <laughs> it was some sort of some sort of come on line. I <laughs> know. Anyway, I said, "You know, yes, yes, I do." Tried to put the earphone back in. Yeah. She before I could get it back in there, she carried on to. <laughs> What are you making with all that sausage? I said, scotch eggs. That's what we're (laughs) flipping scotch eggs. That's what we're making. She went, oh, lovely. I went, yeah, they are. Earbud creeping back up towards the ear. Am I going to get it in there? I like scotch eggs. She said, oh, flaming heck. And literally we went round and round with me trying to scan the shopping through as quickly as I can, but also (laughs) having to take in, put back in my ear pod every 15 seconds she thought of something else to say about sausage meat. So she was an employee at the Tesco's. She, I, she wasn't doing any flipping work. She was just annoying me. But she was doing good customer service, wasn't she, wasn't she? You don't want customer service in the self-service aisle. Now listen, it's all I, there. I know a lot of the staff at Millbrook Tesco's no, listen to this sure. podcast. So I personally would like to say I don't condone your actions, Will. I think she was doing exactly what she should have done and you were being quite rude. Well, I'm going to say that if there are any staff listening to this from Milbritt Tesco's, if you see me in there and I've got my earbud uh, earbuds in, then leave me the heck alone <laughs> or there will be consequences. <laughs> I can't be held responsible for what I do with my shoppag- shoppaging <laughs> at your face. You will feel the cold, hard slap of sausage meat on your chin. Yeah, my sh- my shoppaging will come right at you. Uh, so that was that one. Tick. Tick. There we go. Um, we took my son to the Natural History Museum mm. during half-term. Uh, daughter was away on a play date, so took the son to Natural History Museum. Exciting times. It, it was exciting times, except not for him, right. because he's at four, actually. You're probably a bit too young. You can, you can do about half an hour of the Natural History yeah. Museum before you just get incredibly bored. <laughs> he liked the bit with the, the robot t-rex yeah and that was it. and then he just kept asking if there were more robots and there <laughs> aren't. It was just lots and lots of skeletons <laughs> and some very sad sort of stuffed pandas and things like yeah. that um but um when we got there it was a half term so there were lots of queues when we got there the most amazing thing happened which was that we were directed into a queue where there were no queuing barriers at all right but the good people of britain had formed a queue as if there were queuing barriers, perfectly. Really? Yeah. It just it made you proud to be British. It brings a little tear to your eyes, yeah. doesn't it? And you could see that the Johnny foreigners who still somehow are in our country, despite us having left the EU. Yes, that's not what I was promised. Flipping Brexit. But you could see that they admired us. They were they were they were looking around as if to say, "This is better than." You know, our the, country, the London Eye, <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. this prime example of British culture right here. These people waiting patiently. So these so these people had made a sort of zigzag, a line. perfect zigzag line. Yeah, oh, I love that story. I yeah. wish you'd photographed it because it might be the most quintessentially British thing ever. Mm. It would have looked brilliant from if I had a drone on me, a drone shot. and Did you, you not carry your drone around with you? No, not since the incident. Yeah, mm. Uh but whilst waiting in the queue, uh, my son uh, we he demanded to be picked up so we picked him up and he immediately leant across and stroked a stranger's beard <laughs> just put his hand right in this stranger's beard and just stroked it and the stranger didn't know what to do we didn't know what to do the only person who knew what to do was my son who was really enjoying himself and having a good stroke <laughs>
1: there we go
0: how did that end up then
1: um, we just sort
0: of by mutual agreement we decided that it should probably stop <laughs> He also said but to the, the stranger, "The thing about a queue is that you're trapped with that individual then." Yes, yeah, the so we well, we kept meeting him at every <laughs> at every sort of uh, bend, turn. You'd, you'd meet him again, and even worse, my son said to the stranger, "My daddy has a beard." The stranger then looked across at me, and I don't, <laughs> <laughs> which made me seem like I was some interloper who <laughs> was just holding a child. Yeah, holding a child. So there was that, and then my final bit of out and about, it's been a bit of an epic this week, hasn't it? It has. Was that I got into the wrong Qashqai. Oh, no, this is true. Yeah, so (laughs) those of you who know me will know that uh, I am the proud owner of an anthracite uh, Qashqai, which is the finest, it is the finest car. They're very, uh, have you seen them? You probably haven't seen anyone else driving one, have you? They're very rare. They, well, the anthracite colour or cash guys, cash guys in general. I've seen one before on the road. I didn't know they existed until I saw yours. No, exactly. There's, there, it's like a sort of DeLorean or something like that. A real, a real rarity. Anyway, um, there happened to be two. I, I couldn't believe it. That's two why I got to the wrong one. In the same anthracite colour. Two in exactly the same anthracite colour with similar, um, exactly same package of extras <laughs> in terms of. Uh, sort of uh, wheels and uh, sunroofs and what have you. Well, I didn't even know that Nissan had made two that were the same. Well, I think our, the one that they gave us was such a success they decided to copy it and make a second one. Yeah. If and anyone, anyway, If anyone's never heard of Nissan, it's a small Japanese car maker. That's right, yeah. And J- Japan is near China. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Did you know that? I don't know why I found that funny, it was good. <laughs> anyway, they were parked next to each other and I got the wrong one. <laughs> Much to the surprise of the child who's sitting in the back. Like, oh hello, mate. <laughs> this is one of us is in the wrong car. Turns out it was me. So hold on. Was there anyone else in the car? So um no, there wasn't anyone else in the car. I think the, the person who owned it was just like returning their shopping trolley. And, so and did you get in the driver's side or the passenger side? In the driver's side. <laughs> and how long did it take you to realise you're in the wrong cash guy? I mean, it, there was a. It felt like a long time. It was probably only a couple of seconds, but you, so know, you turned around and saw somebody else's child, somebody in the back. else's child in the back, and for a moment I got really angry as if to think, "The hell are you doing in my cash guy?" <laughs> and it turns out he was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Anyway, I apologised quickly, got into my own cash car and, and left. Oh, dear. Anyway, in, in honour of that story, I, um, I've i actually written a song about cash cars. Oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah. Shall we listen to it? We finally got to the end of my mammoth out-and-about <laughs> session. We can, we can finish with a song. I really enjoyed that story, though. So let's finish it. A brilliant story with a brilliant song. In 2006, Nissan released a five-door crossover SUV that would change motoring
1: forever. A car. A philosophy. A state of mind. When you drive along in your car, front-wheel drive. The passers-by will know who you are. Four-wheel drive. Who's that handsome man in that car? Turbo. He seems better than us, better by far. Petrol. That's because I drive a cash car, baby In self-esteem, I have mustache stash, my baby I'll say hello, then I mustache, my baby Cause they all wanna go in my cash car, baby It's anthracite, it is not grey Diesel With boot space that goes all the way Sexy It has cup holders if you wanna play Rugged And parking cameras on the display Angelina wants a new Qashqai, baby Kanye also wants a new Qashqai, baby Justin Bieber drives a new Qashqai, baby Everybody wants a new Qashqai, baby I bought my Qashqai from Westway Nissan of Southampton Where everything smells of success
0: There. Boy, whoa! Mm. We were rocking out here, listeners. I don't know about you. We sure were. Uh, there's a, a sort of um, French pop. French yeah. pop. One uh, like, of those blokes who wear the uh, Daft Punk with the big helmets. Yeah, I was thinking that it's exactly like Daft Punk when we are listening to it. Mm. Um, and uh, if that doesn't get us a sponsorship deal from Nissan, I don't know what will. Exactly. I was going to say, you need to send that to the guys at Nissan. Yeah, they will love it. They Probably will the guys in marketing rather than the guys in reception. Yeah. Westway Nissan will be all over that. Exactly. So Will drives a Qashqai. That's an anthracite. It's because I'm successful. <laughs> <laughs> I ride round on little trike <laughs> <laughs> like a monkey with a marrow in the back, <laughs> banging your thimble. So, that was Out and About. Yeah, I did have a story from Out and About, but I think we've tortured the listeners enough with our banality. Save it for next time. The thing about Out and About listeners is that Will and I essentially don't do very much mm. in the time between not seeing each other. We accrue very little excitement. We do our jobs. We go to bed early. We wake up late. We, we eat An occasional sausage. <laughs> and that's about it. Um, so that's what you get mm. um, But I hope you enjoyed it Well let's let's crack on to Odd One Out then Tommy I'd love to mm. Let's have a little jingle We're in, we're out We no! sing, we shout
1: We're short, we're stout We're out and
0: about That's out so and this, about okay, again Okay so this is my problem <laughs> On my soundboard The songs are denoted by their initials Because you can't fit all of it So Odd mm. One Out and Out and About Have very similar initials yeah. So now we're going to listen to the actual Odd One Out jingle Oddness There we go Odd mass
1: Lockness. Hot Mess, John Hess, Godless, Free Press, Good Guess, Odd One Out.
0: There we go. Good. That was the correct one. Shall we continue? Let's continue. So, Tommy, I have got here six dog names from Crufts. Okay, excellent. So these are pedigree dog names. These are pedigree dog names from Crufts. Four of them are real. Two, I have made up. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Number one, Banana Republic Bingo Queen. Nice. Number two, Fish Witch Corblimey. Fish Witch Corblimey. Yeah. That is Fish Witch, as in a sandwich with fish in it. Yeah, I got that. Not a witch <laughs> who is also a fish. <laughs> that Number would be, three that would be a merwitch, wouldn't it? I guess it would. Number three, Bumblecorn Cat's Nightmare. Bumblecorn Cat's Nightmare. Thank you. Uh, number, whatever it is, four. Yes. Hot Sensations or Stone Cowboy. Hot Sensations or Stone Cowboy. Or Stone. Yep. It's got an OR in there, has it? O R Stone or Stone Cowboy. Thank you. Five. Number five, Devon Gem Rehab Sproglet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And number six, Hot Sausages Dinky Duck. Hot Sausages Dinky Duck. It's right.
1: Do you want me to do them all in a South African accent to remind no, you? No, not
0: really, because okay. you're not very good at South African accents. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Okay, so quickly recap, listeners. Number one, Banana Republic... Bingo Queen. Bingo Queen. Number two, Fist Witch Call yep. Number three, Bumblecom Cat's Nightmare. Yep. Number four, Hot Sensations or Stone Cowboy. Yep. Number five, the Van Gen Rehab Sproglet. The Von Gem Rehab Sproglet. Von Gem yeah. Rehab Sproglet. And number six, Hot Sausages Davina DVD. <laughs> Nearly dinky-duck. <laughs> okay, so... I mean, we'll, it, the thing about those is they all of them just involve... More or less random words rammed together. So I don't know if you know about um, pedigree, certainly dogs naming protocols, but no. essentially the owner of the of the mother of the pups chooses the pedigree names. Right. And they basically just have to be different from any other pedigree name that's existed. Which is why they're also peculiar. Yeah, so essentially at this point now we're just ramming random words together to get mm. those pedigree names. To give you an example... We, I have two golden retrievers. Yes, you do. They're They're pedigree dogs. dogs. Yep. Um, would you like to know their Drago- uh, their, <laughs> their pedigree names? I would. My dog is called Dragoon Drummer. Right. Quite nice. My parents' dog is called Horace Cuddlington. <coughs> and that's what we didn't choose those names. They were chosen by the owner of the mother of the, of the dogs. I can see your parents calling a dog Horace Cuddlington. Absolutely. They loved that, it. Yeah, I loved it. So they they have a collection of the softest dogs ever. Your parents, thank you. I don't mean soft as in as in touch. I mean soft as in softer shite. They're just. I think you think that because the dogs that your parents have owned are vicious. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Bloody <laughs> vicious they are. My parents have had a series of really unpleasant dogs that <laughs> keep biting people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just uh, jealous. But they're lovely in their own way. Mm, sort of. So anyway, let's get on with yeah. the odd one out. So yeah. I definitely think that you have made up Hot Sausages Dinky Duck. Okay. That's a will. And then the other one that you've made up, I think, is which corblimey. As per usual, you've got one out of two. Right? Ah, man. You were right about Hot Sausages Dinky Duck. Thank that you. That had my greasy fingerprints all over it. Yeah. But the other one I made up was Banana Republic Bingo Queen. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well done, because I, I, that sounded very pedigree to me. I mean, they are just... Nearly all of them are just kind of words. I can, <laughs> it could be anything. After all, isn't all this just words? But it could be like soft furnishings, you know, blancmange nightmare, and you go, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. So, in retrospect, not a great game, really. Well, I did my best. No, yeah, you tried. Yeah, thanks very I much. Think- after everything, that's all we can say, really, yeah, isn't it? exactly. But we tried. Should
1: we get on with our top ten?
0: Do you want another jingle? Yeah, let's do it. Do it. We
1: are about to go deep. You want to go deep? We's going to go deep. Check it out. Wind your body down with another top ten. Move a little closer, it's another top ten. You need to pay attention, it's another top ten. If you like a top ten, it's another top ten. That's right. Check it out. That's wicked are
0: wicked. Jungle right. is massive. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's another Top Ten. Yeah, yet we, another. We just keep doing them. It keeps happening. Episode after episode of Top Tens. Mm. And Will, tell us what the title of this time's Top Ten is. <laughs> the, t- the title of this time's Top Ten, Tommy, is Names for Your Jazz Ensemble. Jazz Funk, you saw Jazz me. Funk, yeah, sorry, Jazz Funk, maybe even Jazz Funk Fusion. Listeners, I want to give you a little taste of exactly what jazz funk is, so you get get a, a flavour of oh, what yes, we're doing please. here. <laughs> I mean, it's not much there for the saxophone, is it? It's just, it is just one note. <laughs> but isn't that what jazz is? Is it, or isn't it? Or isn't it? Who can say? Who can't say? Jazz is a mystery. Who can say? Your mum is a mystery. Don't say that. <laughs> okay, so we've got names for your jazz fusion, uh, jazz funk fusion ensemble. Okay. Number one, we'll go. Shifty giblets and the winkles. Nice. My number one, Maradona with the mumps. <laughs> Okay. My number two, ambient womb food. <laughs> my number two, the funkadelic fridge magnets. Like it. My number three, it is five exclamation marks, then the word BANG in capital letters and then five more exclamation marks. Nice, I like that. Like a comic. Mm. Uh, my number three, big donger and the jizz bags. Like it. My number four, suck my finger. Nice. My number four, dorset monkey enclosure. <laughs> I've been there My number five Trumpet noise And hairy boys Ah uh, good Number five Slap that ham <laughs> Good My number six Jaunty barrel gums And the beaver retrievers <laughs> I like I like the idea Of introducing yourselves uh, Like halfway through that um, In fact play that again And then just dip it When uh, when I tell you to Play, play the jazz okay. funk and- Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm John T. Barrel Barrelguns, and these are the Beaver Retrievers. You like that? Yeah, I did like that. It was really good. I don't know, what, what was the point of me dimming it, though? I Well, I've thought, I thought I thought I would dim it to, to speak, but then actually there were some nice little gaps in there where you could just fit a Beaver Retriever. <laughs> so it's, it worked out nicely, I thought. Beaver Retrievers, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny Barrel Gums and the Beaver Retrievers. What what number are we on? That was number six. Number six for me is Sunny Delight shits on Capri Sun. (laughs) Is it Capri Sun or is it Capri Sun? I said Capri Sun, I think. Capri is the name of the place, isn't it? So I'm not necessarily an authority on these things. There was nothing more thirst quenching than a Capri Sun, a really cold one. A there was day. something about it, something about a Capri Sun, and the way that you could feel the the pouch deflating in your hand as you <laughs> sucked up the goodness. They were quite difficult, weren't they, to get the straw in? Yes, there was a real technique to getting the straw actually in there to start off with, and you could, you could make a mess of that, and then and then it would go all over your trousers. But if you got it right, you could you could sort of hotwire five hundred mils of incredibly sweet orange squash straight to your brain <laughs> in about 10 seconds. Exactly. Just and the, all the there. coolest kids in the playground could actually um, put a straw in the Capri Sun one-handed. Oh, yeah. Or throw the Capri Sun up in the air and then impale it upon <laughs> the straw. Exactly. Yeah. I never had one because uh, my parents were very middle class and wouldn't buy me anything sugary. You just had like a weak barley and lemon drink. Uh, yeah, probably apple juice. Ooh, I had the juice. I had the worst packed lunches. Oh my, my mum, bless her, is a wonderful person, and she used to send me into school with things like well sandwiches on brown bread, Ugh. and nothing with any chocolate in it. A tracker bar was the only sweet thing I would get, <laughs> and quite often like a thing of soup or something like that. Really? Yeah, and you you link back to it, and it just makes you weep. You think what a wonderful woman she cared so much about me, and she really wanted me to grow up fit and strong. But all I wanted was I just wanted ham sandwiches on really soft white, mighty white, like not even mighty white because mighty white had too much fibre in it. Right. I wanted the really like the stuff that's like flannel,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I wanted
0: a penguin and I wanted a capri sun and I wanted a bag of salt and vinegar crisps. Oh God, yes! But instead, I had you know some uh, some sort of beetroot crisps or something <laughs> that were. Oh god bless you ideas. Mrs Collinson We love you dearly Yeah we do indeed um, So that was your number 6 My number 7 Slippery When Wet Classic mm. Clean Easy Compets. And my number 7 The Crows Having LASIK What? <laughs> I'd obviously run out of steam by number 7 <laughs> The Crows Having LASIK You have a look on your face that LASIK is like uh, laser eye surgery Right I think that's the sort of thing that a jazz musician would be thinking about. When you say the crows, do you mean a single crow? So is the crow apostrophe S. That's what I've written. The crows having LASIK. How, what, other, what other way would it be? It could be multiple crows. Yeah, possibly.
2: Here's this, here
0: is the site of the crows having LASIK. Hey, all, all I just named the bands. You just name bands. It's not your fault. My number eight, Helmet. <laughs> yeah. Num- my number eight, Hungry Hugo and the Famished Gang. Lovely. My number nine, uh, number nine rather, minty tits and the brass knuckles. Nice. My number nine, Lego bollocks. <laughs> Jolly good. I've gone for simplicity with my number 10, stiffy. <laughs> it's still one of the funniest words. Oh, isn't it? Just, oh, I miss it. The, I miss, no, people don't say stiffies anymore. And the other thing I remember, it being very funny when I was at primary school, if anybody was called Eric. Because Eric was short for erection. Really? Yeah. Did you know anyone at school called Eric? No, I didn't. But I remember that, uh, that Eric the Viking came out at about that time. Okay. And we all saw a poster for it. And we all thought that was hilarious that the word Eric should be written like that on a poster unashamedly. <laughs> in, we, we thought they probably should be censored in some way, but we couldn't believe it. And <laughs> we wanted our picture taken with it. Oh, tremendous stuff. The nostalgia mm. just flow forth. It does. I, we haven't had your number 10. Mine was stiff. Yours, uh, yours was too good. I didn't really want to ruin the, oh, the okay. finish. Mine's Elon Musk's slapped ass.
1: <laughs> That's still good. I like it.
0: I think that jazz funk really does slap at the arse of the rich and mega it, famous, doesn't it? I think it does. I think it's a real warning sign for them. But, yeah, good. <laughs> good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm John T. Barrow, and this the Beaver Tree. Well, that's the end of the top uh, ten, William. Yeah. I think we should keep the jazz funk. You want to keep it on? No, not, not for, I think, for future podcasts. Absolutely. Just at times when you're just feeling funky, just wang a bit of that on and uh, let your hips go. Do you know, there's no situation that can't be made better by funking it up. You're absolutely right. I'm, I'm possibly a funeral. Mm. Yeah, But still, mm. yeah. Imagine funking up a funeral, though being audited by the IRS. I mean, still have the respectful bit and have the, you know, the, the mournful piece. Mm. But then at the end, funk it up. Really get funky. Can you imagine it said, um, and now sandwiches and drinks will be available at the rectory cottages. Mm. Um, it's a five minute drive away. But before you go, ladies and gentlemen, get down to this dirty shit. <laughs> Everyone, put <gully laughs> creeps out of <the> church. <laughs> wicked. Right. (laughs) Lovely stuff. Okay, right, we're on to our our final feature, I think, now, Tommy. Are we really? Yeah, already. Christ, we're running out of time, Will. We are, and um, you'll be pleased to know, listeners, that I have finally done a creative challenge uh, jingle. Yep. Uh, And we're going to play that creative challenge
1: jingle now. Explore the depths of your mind. Ideas. Harness the power of imagination. Explosion. Creative challenge.
0: There. I like that. I think that, that gives the right kind of atmosphere, doesn't that it? That is extremely ethereal and mm. sort of futuristic. I feel like I'm in the Pompidou Centre. I think it also, it just, it shows the kind of the cerebral nature of this particular part of the pod. Absolutely, because this does take a lot of hard work, doesn't it? <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, it does. It yes. Works. Say it does. Yes, absolutely it does. We talked about it, you have to say that it does. I sh- sorry. Um... So the creative challenge this week, uh, I initially came up with a different idea, which was rejected by Tom. Tell us what the idea was. I, well, I I want you to know that it was rejected because you you probably are listening to this and are thinking, have these two ever had an idea so bad that they haven't actually put it on the pod? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. Sometimes we have ideas which are so sub-optimal that uh, we, even we think we can't do it. So the idea was, I think, a hat shop. I wanted yeah. you to imagine your own hat shop yeah. and uh, talk about, you know, give it a nice, a, a funny name and maybe uh, some of the hats that it sells. I still think that's a winner. <laughs> you, you weren't even going to debate it. You simply, when I sent you that text saying, let's do a Creative Challenge hat shop, you just sent one back saying, We're not doing a hat shop. (laughs) And it wasn't, it wasn't a, should we talk about that, mate? Or let's explore that and see where it could go. It was simply, we're not doing a hat shop. Grow up. (laughs) You just can't do anything with a hat shop. I was tempted to do a hat shop this week. Hats are very visual things. But Um, you can describe them with words. Right, okay. And make a picture in the mind. I just want to prove my point here. Give us the name of your imaginary hat shop now. Well, I haven't done it yet, Just tell it off the top of your head. Okay, it's it's called Tom's Not a Nice Friend. Okay, fair enough. And now tell us about some of the or one of the hats that you sell. We've got a hat that looks like you. No one wants to wear it because it's mean. I think I've proved my point. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it next week. I should have done it this week. So, Will, tell us what we're actually doing. For oh, our something challenge. boring. What are we doing? Um, a new app instead. So the greater challenge was to come up with a new app app well i don't see you as a techno wizard although i think you are proficient with the use of modern day technology but can you explain to our listeners what an app actually is if you imagine that your phone is like your mouth and each of the teeth in your mouth has a different function yes that's what an app is an app is an app is to a phone As a tooth is to a mouth, a good explanation. (laughs) That's one of the worst explanations of what an app is. All right, if you imagine that your phone is like a sea anemone, right? No, I I can't. I think these similes are 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 adaptive, if anything. All right. Anyway, we're gonna do we're doing new apps. Do you want to hear my new apps? Yeah, get on with it. All right, fine. So my first new app is called Ring My Bell. (laughs) Okay. So often in life, you realise you are surrounded by complete bellends only too late. True. Not anymore. In any situation, you can open this app and say, Ring my bell, and it will tell you the percentage of bellends in a nearby vicinity. Nice. Also contains a feature where you can vet your own comments on social media, and it will tell you if you're being a bellend. Do you know what, actually, that final feature, or, you know, a lot of this podcast, if you didn't know, is actually, you know, in jest. You wouldn't necessarily guess that, but... But but it is yeah. It's, um, it's supposed to be funny. But that final bit, I think that is a ruddy good idea. Yeah, just a big bell to appear on your screen and just say warning. Whoa. Yeah, this is that uh, makes you sound like a bit of a cunt. i like- <laughs> oh, I'll peep that bit out. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so that's my first one. Uh, I've got some others. I like it. Thank you, mate. How much would I have to pay to download that onto my expensive smartphone? Yeah, zero pounds and 99 pence. Oh, bargain. Yes. My second one is called Celebrity Elbows. It's an online database of celebrity elbows. <laughs> Upload <laughs> pictures of the elbows of friends and family, and the app will tell you which celebrity's elbows they most closely resemble. Oh, I like that. Good for your self-esteem, because lots of us don't really resemble celebrities at all they're much you know much richer and more attractive than us but your elbow can look like anybody's elbow so even you know stinky old Pete from Millbrook Tesco's (laughs) might realize that he has the same elbows as Beyonce yeah exactly and then you know give him a nice boost of self-esteem to get back into Tesco's and buy some sausage meat and put a ring on it and put a ring on the sausage meat (laughs) Actually, that's a completely different thing. Yeah. Don't, don't go down that hole. And also, possibly maybe uh, a source of work on the lookalike circuit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know,
0: if you're really strapped for cash, but you wanted to open your, your carpet warehouse in Droitwich, yeah. get some celebrity elbow lookalikes along. That yeah. will that'll impress the punters. And I just, I've put on the end of here, you can be famous for more or less anything these days. <laughs> well, if I had to pick a celebrity elbow that you look like... Mm. I would say Jabba the Hut's Elbows. Are you saying my elbows look like Jabba the Hutt's Elbows? Are you saying that I look like Jabba the Hutt's That's Elbows a, as, as a thing? Yes. Thank you. My third podcast app is WWWD. Do you know what that stands for? <laughs> what would Will do? Nearly. What would Wilmot do? <laughs> Gary Wilmot. Yeah. So He's In, in taxing situations when you don't know where to turn, you can open this app and it will tell you what Gary Wilmot would do in your place. Nine times out of ten, it's sing a song, do a jazz dance, and then nick something and leg it. Okay. <laughs> That's weird. So I just say, um, for legal reasons, we are not accusing Gary Wilmot of being a thief. For legal reasons, I'd say I am. <laughs> I'm accusing Fair Gary Wilmot of theft. Fair enough. You know what he stole? What? He stole my moves. Oh, yeah. and He stole my heart. I stole my hip jam. And also a toilet seat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there you go. There are my three ups. Those are really good, Will. Thanks, mate. I think you've done really well. Oh, thanks, mate. This week you've a, really tried, haven't a you? A bit of positive reinforcement after constant bloody <laughs> degradation that you subject. subjected to. I'm not saying you look bad. I just don't think that your face is fully formed, that's all. What's really? it, it going to form into? Well, you look like a blobfish. I don't look like a blobfish. Sorry. Some uh, people have been known to find me attractive. They but, have. I mean, not for a while, but... <laughs>
1: The dim and distant Not past. in the recent decade, but, no,
0: but still. So well, I've done actually quite a lot of work on this creative wow, challenge. Wow, okay. Well I look forward <clears throat> to this then, mate. And Normally when I go overboard with the creative challenge it gets very boring very quickly. So <laughs> so, feel yeah. free to feel free to interrupt and, and and uh talk at any time. I think what will happen is if it gets really boring, I'm gonna turn on the jazz funk again. <laughs> Just, okay. Just you Don't out. press the buttons. Okay. We talked about this before we started recording. I'm not it. allowed to touch the I buttons. I want to press a button. You're not allowed. So I actually went ahead and I actually built an app. Right, oh, crap. Okay. okay, so I was thinking what would be useful to the modern day man or woman or child. Mm-hmm. What about a virtual assistant that actually works? Oh, right. Okay. So do you know what a virtual assistant is? Not really. Can you name one? Uh, what about that computer program from Halo? No. It's it's that Cortana. Really? Yeah, it's, yes. Yeah. But Cortana is the actually the Microsoft virtual assistant. She's the equivalent of that paperclip clip that used to turn up in the bottom of your yeah. page and ask you, and says things like it looks like you're trying to make a paragraph. <laughs> Except Cortana says it looks like you're trying to fire an assault rifle. It looks like you're trying to write a suicide note. Sorry, God. I'm, I don't want to make light of that, obviously. No. Um, or Halo. And if you do need help, reach out at Shuttlebud4 on Twitter or email us Really? Email us? Yeah. Shuttlepodcast at gmail.com. I think if you're if you're feeling down and out, the last people you should contact is us. We <laughs> <laughs> no help whatsoever. It do take a while to get back to you. Yeah. So uh, hang in there. That's all I can say. So yeah, a new virtual companion. I would say the most famous one is maybe Alexa, which oh, is okay. powered by Amazon. Sure. Siri, you might have heard of. Yes. There's other ones. Yeah. Um, but none of them are really very good, are they? Have you ever tried using one? Uh my son we do actually have an Alexa in our house and my son has spent quite a lot of time trying to get it to say smelly pants. <laughs> and does it? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Maybe it's better they're better than I thought then. Yeah. So I've created a new one. Um it's called Margaret and um essentially I've uh, I've programmed a very basic structure of it. Mm-hmm. It's a web interface factual engine, okay? So what we're going to do will is I'm going to boot it up and we're going to see if it works. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's boot it up now.
2: Please wait while your Margaret loads. Bit slow. She's not Please ready. don't interrupt. Sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: Welcome to Margaret, your web interface factual engine. How can I help you today?
0: Right, so she's primed and ready. Okay. All I need to do is press the button and ask her a question, okay? Yeah. So let's try this. Hello, Margaret. How are you today?
2: Busy. What do you want? Right, a okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Little bit rude. Um, okay, <laughs> let's try something a little bit more simple. Yeah. What is the weather going to be like today?
2: How do I know? Why don't you try looking out the window for once?
0: <laughs> She's rude, isn't she? She is quite quite abrupt. But I made her that way. I made her feisty. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's try this. It looks like it's raining. Yes. It looks like it's raining.
2: How do I know? (laughs) Well, best not go out in your good trousers then, had you?
1: Okay.
2: Do you remember what happened last time? Of course. If you had bothered to sweep the garden path like you said you would, then it wouldn't be a bloody problem, would it?
0: Christ, she's swearing now. (laughs) Okay, right. Sorry, of course, you're right, uh, Margaret. Um, Let's try something else, Will. Okay. Margaret, what's on my calendar for today?
2: Well, it says you are going to the gym tonight, but that means you are going to the pub again, doesn't it?
0: Good. Is that trollop
2: Janet going to be there? Oh,
0: God, you can't say that. <laughs> Look, she's a work colleague. She's not a trollop. Oh, she's called her a trollop. Um, Will, do you mind talking to her? I'll, I'll do my best. Okay, what should I, I ask her? When I <laughs> just say... Hello, Margaret. It's Will. How are you? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, that can't be right, can it? Ready? Yeah. Hello, Margaret. How are you? It-
2: Why are you getting involved? Oh. Always sticking your big nose in someone else's business. <laughs> <laughs> I have been talking with your web interface, Factual Engine, and she says that you are back on the fruities again. <laughs> Why don't you buy a bunch of flowers instead of wasting your money on those bloody machines?
0: She's got you paid, hasn't she? I feel like I was a bit set up for that. <laughs> Look, let me talk to her. We can sort this out, don't you worry. <laughs> Margaret, it's Tom. I'm back. I'm sorry. Can we start again, please?
2: Please insert money into the joint account to continue your session. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: A built-in a, built a funding option, essentially. Yeah, OK. Let's try it again. Margaret, it's Tom. I haven't got the money with me at the moment. Can I pay you next week?
2: Please insert money into the joint account right. to continue your session.
0: It's not having any bit of it, is she? That's it. Um, That's that's my working prototype of my <laughs> web <laughs> interface factual engine. I kind of spotted that coming when I thought I that must spell out something, and I realised what it spelt out. And what, I thought, what does it spell? Thought, here we go. We can- <laughs> we're returning to the 1970s with 10 minutes of wife jokes. Do you know how long it took me to program those phrases? How um, long did it take? Three weeks. <laughs> it's been a labour of love, and quite honestly, I don't think I really pulled it off.
1: Mate, <laughs> <laughs> right, I think that's the best thing you've ever done. <laughs>
0: oh, thanks, mate. I thought that was excellent. Well done. Um, Yeah, so that's my app Um, It's probably going to be available in the the app store very soon Mm. For the whopping price of £18.08 I think it's uh, a couple Yeah, absolutely Make them fight Put one on your phone, put one on your tablet, put one on your computer Make them jelly wrestle Exactly (laughs) (laughs) Lovely stuff, right? Well, I think we've reached the end of the potty, Tom Have we? I think so, mate Um, So, listeners, we need to say something really quite serious now, don't we? Do we? Do you want the sad music? Uh, Sure. Here it comes. (laughs) What we would like to say, listeners, is thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us every fortnight. We're here every fortnight bringing delight and warmth into your ears. If you'd like to contact us, you can at ShuttlePod4 or you can email us at ShuttlePodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us whatever you want, anything, and we'll do something funny with it. We'd also like you to subscribe. If you enjoyed what you're listening to, please subscribe on and your. tell p- others.
1: Tell Don't keep us to yourself. How would
0: you suggest you, you, you tell others about Just it? Just with, with your mouth. With your mouth. mouth. Get your mouth and put it near their ears and say, "Hey, kitty cat." How about some cool fun times? Exactly. Why, well, perhaps take your loved one out to the cinema and then as the credits are rolling, you just lean over, warm, heavy breath, you whisper in their ear, have you listened to Shuttlepod recently? I think that would do it, wouldn't it? So come on, let's do this together. <laughs> Sounds like the slogan of the Conservative Party. Well, I've really enjoyed this episode. Well, it's episode eight of a never-ending series of yeah. never-ending podcasts, and it's time for me to say goodbye. And for me to say goodbye, I, I was listening to uh, uh, just before we oh, we started the music. Sorry, right. I was listening to an old podcast where we said "bang your boots" at the end. Did we? We only ever said it once. Should we say it again now? Yeah,
2: bang, bang your, your boots.
0: boots. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I'm the only one.